Welcome to the Ditching Perfection podcast, a podcast that will help you pursue wholeness in Jesus rather than trying to have it all together. I'm your host, Carly Bartlett, and along the way, we're going to have some raw conversations and share some practical tips that will remind you to throw some confetti and celebrate yourself. Your inner critic does not have to be the dominant voice in your life anymore. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Ditching Perfection podcast. So glad that you are here with us today as we are in this relationship series this fall called In This Together. We're talking about relationships of all kinds, friendships, mentorship, family relationships, romantic relationships, all the things, and talking about how really perfectionism and being perfect is not the goal, but we really want to cultivate health in our relationships. So if you have missed any of our previous episodes, I recommend that you go back and listen because we've had some wonderful conversations. But I'm really excited because today my husband, Mike, is here and we are going to be reflecting on our marriage. Today is our 14th anniversary on November 14th, which is super fun. So I asked Mike to come on and just have a conversation where we're reflecting on our marriage, what we learned about each other, what what we've learned about God, and uh, we'll celebrate each other too. So I'm excited to have this conversation with Mike today. All right. Let's Hi, do Mike. It. Hi. Hey, glad you're here. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. It's been a, today's actually not our anniversary. We're doing this in advance, yes. but you know, it's next week. Yes. But yeah, today's been a busy day. It I've not seen been. you since now. It's four o'clock. Yeah, I saw you when I left for school, and we've both been doing lots of things today, and now here we are. Here we are. We're both <laughs> drinking chais. Yeah, we are. Which is not our normal thing. No, it's not. But guess what I got? What'd you get? I got a gingerbread chai. They have gingerbread now? Yeah. I didn't know that. They haven't had it in several years. Oh, wow. I know. I'm really excited. It's back. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, happy anniversary to us and a little, little chai celebration. I like it. Okay, Mike, what is one of your favorite memories from our 14 years of marriage? Hmm. Oh man, there's a lot. So many trips we've gone on, memories we've had with friends, just fun memories with you and I doing things. Uh, usually I think of things around trips yeah. uh, and fun things. So I, I would say, I, I was going to say Paris, but you weren't really, weren't really feeling well, <laughs> but it was uh, so fun. The uh, times I was up and about, I was loving it. And yes, I was having such severe vertigo. I was so sick for like yeah. a good chunk of that trip. Okay, I've got it. Okay, okay. This, my favorite trip, and it kind of incorporates our trips to Disneyland or Disney World. Yeah. Um, the times when we've gone, we've gone with friends, we've gone with family, but the times where we've gone just um, either the three of us um, and before uh, our littlest was born, uh, or times when all four of us, uh, us and our two kids have gone, have been so much fun because we take our time, we go do fun rides, and we go to shows, and we just do whatever we want, uh, and we do what the girls want, and it's a ton of fun, and we, we usually do rush around, but we we sometimes slow down and take it things at our own pace, so I think those are probably some of my most favorite memories of all of us together doing things and just having fun and having so much joy and letting the girls decide what to do, what to go explore, and just seeing their excitement in that moment. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's, and there's a number of those trips that have been just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What, what comes to mind for you when you think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think of trips too. So even before we had kids, you and I went to Disney, a Disney park, I think every year before we had kids, like that was totally our thing. So it's always fun to think back on our our marriage and think about all the Disney trips. (laughs) Um, But other trips, like we went to the UK and Italy when we, uh, gosh, was that? When was that? 2013. Oh yeah. It's fall 2013. 10 years ago. 10 years ago, because when I started here in NU. Oh, that's we right. We already booked that, and then, yeah. Yeah, then I started here. Yeah. So that was so fun. That, we went with my parents. Fun. I was just great. But then you said, like, doing things with friends, and we do really like to host things at our house. And I remember one of my favorite memories was we had like, a pirate birthday party <laughs> for you, yeah. um, where for you and Grant, our friends. Um, yeah. And so Jen and I planned it, and we had this whole, like, mystery dinner thing where we all had parts to play, and we had all the outfits and the decor and the pirate cake and the gumbo. And uh, yeah, it was just so much fun. So I think that we, yeah, having people over and, and celebrating with people and doing life together for us too, but then having community around us has just been a really sweet part of our marriage too. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. I was thinking about this as I was driving here. How did you know I was the one? Oh my word. (laughs) (laughs) this is only just a podcast i feel like i don't don't even know how to explain this i mean i know we've talked about it but i'm i'm super curious to for you to like share it and and concisely tell it (laughs) wow concisely tell this okay and how much time do we have left here oh man and and it was well i mean that was what 18 years ago yeah Um, because that was we've been married for 14 years we dated for four years before that. Yeah, right, so that right, was right. 18 years ago. Whoa. So you're really asking me to dig back in the archives. That's here. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do remember um, that initial, that fall, uh, when neither of us, uh, we didn't know each other yet. Yeah. We, so we, we were in college. Yeah, we Mike college. was a sophomore. I was a junior. We yep. tell our story about how we started dating in another yep. episode. So you'll have to go back and listen. I think it was episode 18. But yeah. anyway, so you have to go back in that. But yes. Back to that season of life. How did you know I was the one? Yeah. I. You know what? I think we had, we'd gone through, we talked on the phone so much that Christmas. Yeah. And I think intentionally with those questions, I was working at this little job uh, in the daytime during that Christmas break and I was talking with a friend and I struggled with coming up with questions um, to ask you while we were on the phone. And so all throughout the day, I would just write questions on those sticky notes. And eventually I started to get after like 50 so questions, I started to get to hard questions and tough questions and questions that I thought, okay, this is kind of maybe not a deal breaker, but like, this is really honest. This is me. And this is, I'm really curious to hear where you stand with these things. And uh, so I remember just going through so many of those and I just thought every single one was just, the answer is amazing. The answer was (laughs) better than I expected. And so uh, I think, I don't know, after so many of those, and then we uh, came back to school, we were back at NNU for like a week or two or something like that. And just everything that we did and um, we, you know, not that everything was easy, um, but honestly for a while, everything just like really did click. And the, the big major stuff that we did just clicked so well. And all the kind of stances that we had and the, the, the things that we wanted to do, what we wanted to do in life, all those things just clicked. And then, and I think that, that was part of it too. But then there was this also just this sense of you just have this attitude that you strive to be 
good at what you do. You strive to make yourself better. You always wanted more and you always wanted to go um, do big things. And neither of us really knew what that was. Yeah. But I don't I don't even know how to put it in words. But there was just this. I don't know, this feeling, the sense you can get from you, like you are so excited about life and you want to do things. You want to go tackle the world and you're excited to do it. And, and you would also push me to do that. There were a number, I can't remember specifically, but that was, that's one of the things um, that I love about you is that you, um, sometimes when I show you things and I'm always so proud to show you things and I think I'm going to show Carly this and it's going to be so great. And she's going to say, I love that. It's wonderful. Like your designs, like my designs. Yes. Mostly my designs. Uh, and, and sometimes you do. And, uh, sometimes they work, (laughs) but I like a lot of them, a lot. Yes. A lot of them, but rightfully so, um, a lot of the time things need to be tweaked and you're honest about that. And you're very, you put it in a really nice way that you're loving and caring. You say, this is working well, but I'm just not sure about this, but you always push me to be better. Even when it can be very just easy to say, yeah, sure. It looks great. Fine. That's good. You really care and you care and you want, you know what I can do. And so you push me to be better all the time. And I could just get a glimpse of that when we were starting to date. And so, um, yeah. And then, I remember when we were sitting downstairs in the brick house on mm-hmm. campus here at NNU and I had heard people say like, oh, I just, I, I looked at that person and I fell in love or this is the case or it's love at first sight or whatever it was. And I just thought, oh, that's not, that doesn't happen. And then we were sitting down there and I just thought, I, I don't know where this is coming from, <laughs> but I just like believe that I'm falling in love with you. And I don't know what that means. I've never been in love. And I remember feeling, I'm kind of putting it all on the table here. We had not talked about this. I just put it all out there and just kind of just came from my gut. And, uh, and then do you remember what you said back to me? Yeah. Well, and just to go back before I tell you my response. Um, I mean, it wasn't instant though. Like we really had. No, no. Yeah. Because we really had been, we had talked on the phone for literally. Oh, hours two three hours a night for like that whole break yeah literally every night yes and we'd spent some time hanging out and stuff so it had been like a month of so much converse deep conversation which is great but anyway so just to say yeah i mean sure people might fall in love like you know love at first sight we really had a deep attraction at first sight but then just Mm. getting to know each other in that month it was very very obvious but you said i love you and i Said it right back. You did. And then you said, I know this might sound crazy, but I think I'm going to marry you. And I said, it's not crazy because I feel the exact same way, mm-hmm. which was like so wild. We had, I mean, we'd been hanging out for a month. We had only officially been dating, dating for like five days yeah, or something like not that. Not long. And then granted, you know, everyone listening Yes, like Mike just said, we dated for four years, yes. so our story wasn't like rapid fast, but we kind of just knew in the core mm-hmm. of our gut. And, you know, I asked you how you knew that you wanted to marry me and that I was the one you wanted to be with. And I, for me, you brought such a, and you still do, like such a peace and a calm and a, a gentleness while still being very strong. And you also always see things positively. You see things with joy and and lightheartedness and fun. And while I like to have fun and while, well, I, you know, I, I like to smile and people are like, oh, you're so full of joy all the time. 
I think I am, but also I can kind of be the one that sees the things that are wrong or the things that I'm afraid of. Um, and so for you to come and just have this like zest for life and just be able to carry peace in the way that you did, it just was really refreshing for me. And I knew that my personality needed someone like you and needed you as a, as a balance and an encourager for me. And I knew that right away, but I've seen that play out then for ever now in our marriage that you are such a great balance and a great fit and a great encourager. But then there was just also this like feeling. And I know that sounds super cheesy probably to people listening. It, it does. And when I say it to myself, <laughs> I know it sounds cheesy, but it's... But I, I had never experienced just that gut level feeling of like this is someone that I can really trust yeah. and someone that I deeply care about and I feel very much like they care about me and that I just knew I could envision my whole life with you and I had never felt that with anybody else and it was just like this gut level peace that I just really feel like was God and yeah. so thankful because then we did have long distance dating for more than half of those four years that we yeah. dated and some some big decisions to navigate through. You were living across the country and I was I was here and education and job opportunities and all those things that I feel like we just were so gifted with that like gut level piece right away that then helped us navigate all of those things um, moving forward. So yeah. anyway, yeah, pretty great. Yeah. Okay, I want to say, let's go back a little bit. You were saying earlier about some of our communication. And like our okay. personalities and how sometimes I see <laughs> the thing that needs to be tweaked. Mm. Um, yep. So I'll talk about from my perspective and then I'd love to hear a little bit more from you. But I, I think one of the things as we reflect on our marriage, I, I would love for us to talk about growth. And I think that our communication is one of those things sure. that I do see if something is 95% awesome. I, my brain immediately goes to the 5% that can get better. And it's not because I don't think the 95% is awesome. Mm -hmm. I just so want to see everything reach its potential. You do. And I believe in that it can. And so I think though in one area that we've learned to grow and where I've really learned and received your feedback is that if I go straight to the 5% that needs to be fixed, and I don't actually celebrate the 95 that's awesome, then that can be deflating. And so you've helped me learn that, and you've had to speak up and say, well, shoot, Carly, darn it. I really was excited about this, and <laughs> you kind of burst my bubble. And I am grateful that you have given me that feedback because I realize I need to do that for you, I need to celebrate for you. And it's fine to talk about the things that need to improve in good balance. Sure. Um, and I need to do that for other people that I work with. I want to be able to do that for our kids. And I also, you've really helped me learn to do that for myself. Because I think mm. for my personality, my inner critic is super loud, louder than probably what most people experience, especially because I'm an Enneagram 1. So my inner critic is always focusing on that 5% that needs to be fixed where like yours isn't really. 
No. So yeah, yeah, talk about that and like any other communication things we've kind of sifted through. Oh yeah, and we've talked about that. And I, I remember when you told me about that, that your how your brain is kind of focused on those things and that you are actually thinking of so many other things that could be happening and going on. You're only vocalizing a small portion of those things. And uh, I remember thinking, oh my word, I, I kind of, I tried to sit in that as much as I could and realize, wow, that's not something that I do. But also at the same time, if you do that, um, I would assume that, uh, well, I guess I would ask you, um, do you feel like you do that more with yourself or with others and other people? Oh, I do it definitely more with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably, I would say things that I've seen from you, the hardest thing is like you, you need to be uh, a cheerleader for yourself too, Mm -hmm. um, which can be, which is, which is tough, but also we, I need, I need you for these things. And you are so gifted in so many areas that you see that last little bit that needs to be polished and needs to be tweaked. And like even down to, um, when we work on projects or things for church or for an event or something like that, if a, if one thing doesn't work, it, it might be the 5%, but it really, it kind of ruins a lot of else, other things that's going on and people are tired and they don't want to notice the other things. They just want to be done. You don't reach that level very easily. You (laughs) are always, you're operating until things are done and they are finished. Other people like myself would just say, "Eh, I I worked pretty hard on that and I'm kind of just done. You, you don't operate on that. You keep going on this level of you'll go until it's done so that it's understandable. And I would say for you, you also have this really good perspective shift that I feel like you can see from your eyes through other people's eyes better than a lot of other people. Like when I look at things, I see them through my eyes and I see what I see. And it's hard for me to think, okay, what does this other person see? But oftentimes with a lot of other things, you will look at it and say, I wonder if somebody else sees this and they read this or they see this image or they encounter this experience. I wonder what their perceptions might be if we have that perspective. And it's so hard for me to put in that, get in that space, but you do it. It seems like readily and often. So mm-hmm. I that's that's one of the things I really admire about you. And that makes you very empathetic to other people. And you think about others in that way of how to get them involved and to make sure that people understand things. And uh, you are, you're Carly Communicates. And you <laughs> communicate clearly in that sense. And it's it really is an amazing gift that you can do that. And you can understand, uh, like sometimes if things are, uh, if uh, the girls come home from school and you can kind of tell something's not uh, not right, you pick up on that pretty quickly. And you are also then good at asking questions to get deeper to the why versus I might look at that and say, it seems like something's a little off. What's going on? And we might start there, but you're, you have a real gift of going deeper and deeper to really figuring out what's, what's going on. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I was thinking about, as you were talking about that, I, the difference of our personalities a little bit and that I, always want to finish and finish well, (laughs) but that can actually be paralyzing sometimes, you know, and for people listening that are, that struggle with perfectionism, you know, that can be paralyzing. And so for us to be able to be partners in all things and, and marriage and life and ministry, all these things that we do together, parenting, you help me remember that it's, I'm safe to start something that may be messy. Mm. And I really appreciate that because you are like a big dreamer. You've got all these ideas. You're futuristic. You're visionary. And you're like, hey, let's just try this thing. 
And if it's not perfect, it's fine. If we don't love it, it's fine. We can change it. Or we just don't have to do it anymore. Whereas I'm like petrified to start something if I don't think that I can do it well and see it to completion. And so you've helped me be able to dream because I don't know. I mean, and we've said this in other podcasts before, but I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing with ministry, with the podcast, with speaking, the things that I'm doing. I don't, I wouldn't be doing them unless you were just like, hey, let's start and let's start it. And if it's messy, it's fine. And if we don't love it, it's fine. We can change course. And if, you know, you need to take a break from the podcast, you just do it. And I just so appreciate that because you, your flexibility, your positivity, your dreaming has helped me dream too. So I'm really, really oh. grateful. Oh, good. Well, without you, I wouldn't probably finish anything because I love starting things. <laughs> you would too. I would probably have cookies on, dinner going, this going, and running errands at the same time, trying to do things around the house. But uh, I, I, I do like starting things, but you have a, a really good, deep sense and level of commitment where you will follow through with something. And if you say you will do it, you will do it. Me, I'm like, yeah, sure, let's try it. And then in a week, yeah, let's 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 stop and do to- something totally different. But so. the things that really matter you sure do. I mean, you're yeah. so committed. You're way more organized than I am. Let's be honest, um, with space and <laughs> That's a whole new topic. computer files and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, you, your computer files are off the charts. Yeah. I don't have any files. You don't have any files. You literally just have them in one folder. Documents. Is, documents. <laughs> you have everything just not, it's, it's a, it's a nightmare for me. So then I just search a word. And oh try to find gosh. it. So, yeah. It gives me anxiety. But you have everything organized, which is awesome. I literally want to do a podcast right now about file organization just for an hour and just talk about that. Your That'd students be, were asking you how to do that the other day. They actually, and we're going to talk about it on Friday. So maybe we need to record it. We'll, put well there you go. Yes. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. so you don't give yourself enough credit. You are, okay, well, you get things done and you lead your department here at the university and Yes, you are able to do that, but I also appreciate how you balance your creativity and dreaming with with all of that. Oh, thanks. All right, let's talk about conflict. Okay. How do we handle conflict? Mm. How have we grown in our conflict management? What mm. do you think? Well, you know, it's funny. When we first started dating, um, we did not have conflict, and we didn't have well, much Well, we conflict. did a little bit. A little, but not Remember really. Remember the time of my birthday? Oh, well, we did have that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start there. We, we've had a little bit, but for a lot, for a lot of things, like people would say, do you fight? Do you do these? Wait, well, we got to tell the birthday story now that we just brought it up. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, let's, all right, let me start here. I need to take control of the microphone. Um, so in Carly's family, it was just as kind of, I feel like goes into a lot of how you were brought up and how your parents did things in Carly's family. Birthdays are a big deal. Oh yeah. And like huge deal parties, you have presents, like everybody comes over, um, a theme. The theme. Yeah, that's right. I always had a theme on my birthday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and in my family, it, it's just not not as important. It's like we'd go out to eat and usually my parents would just ask me like, where do you want to go? And I would pick a restaurant. We'd have gifts or whatever. And it was just just the family, just us four and uh, not, nothing special. So we just kind of do that. So that was my expectation. So we get to Carly's birthday. And, First uh, First, like, couple months we're dating. Yeah, so yeah. we started dating in January. Your birthday is a couple months after that. Yep. And uh, so we get going. And, uh, yeah, I did not make uh, make as big of a to-do as Carly, <laughs> I think, would have expected. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, you weren't uh, yeah, you weren't as happy with that. Well, as you just were like, hey, let's just go to the 
the well you I think you asked me out to ice cream or something. Okay. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then later you were like, well, actually, we could just go to the NNU basketball game. Oh, that was that. And I'm right. like, that's right. What? For my birthday? Who doesn't want to watch basketball? I know. I'm learned that's one thing I've learned about you. You love well, basketball. Yeah. And the thing I've learned too is like before that, I wouldn't plan those things. And I've learned through our relationship that showing and, and I don't know if this is a love language or just for you. I'm, I'm sure it's for others as well, but just showing that plan and intentionality and thinking through something and planning something for you is something I've learned to do in planning gifts or planning events or dinners or things uh, or experiences or a night with friends or whatever it might be. Showing that intentionality with planning um, is, is part of a, a love language and just shows yep, <laughs> it's part of a love language that I can, uh, it shows care for you that I am thinking about this thing for you. And I have this fun, exciting thing, which also then not just like thinking about something to do, but then thinking of a gift or a card and really taking some time to think through what would be meaningful for you uh, and what would be caring to do for you. So that, I feel like I've, I've tried to grow a lot in those areas, but those first couple uh, or the first birthday was, yeah. uh, was a rough one. But also sure. I learned, hello, I probably just need to say what I would like to do and express what I need because you can't sure. read my mind. And especially those early years, I mean, I mean, just especially those first few months, we didn't know much about each other's family traditions and stuff like that. So for me to be all frustrated and not have vocalized anything was not the healthiest thing. Anyway, okay, tell me more though what you're going to say about conflict management. Yeah, so in conflict management, I feel like we've grown and uh, we've, I, I've learned to grow and to, to vocalize more of how I'm feeling. Because a lot of times, uh, again, kind of back to our upbringing a little bit, um, your family does a good job about uh, talking about things. And when, some, when conflict happens, you guys talk about things, you air it out. And in my family, we tend not to talk about things. We just kind of bury them and maybe talk about them later, but not often. And so that's kind of my natural go-to when something bothers me. I feel like I'm going to be bothering you by telling you about it. And so I just keep things in and I try not to let little things bother me, but then um, it's those things have not gone well. And so I've tried to be more vocal about um, things that bother me or, uh, and, and you do the same when um, something's bothering you, we talk about it. And so I just, yeah, try to be readily, more readily available to talk about things when they come up and just bring them up right in the moment. And then usually when you do that, they're just not as big of a deal. Uh, and then I've tried to also learn how do I, how I phrase things and how I say things and not just say, you know, Hey, that, that thing annoyed me or that thing was, I don't know, this bugged me or whatever was happening or this situation, how it worked out. Um, you know, wasn't what I was, was seeing. So I might look at that situation now and say like, yeah, this isn't quite what I expected. I was thinking we were going to do this. Um, we weren't maybe totally clear. I wasn't clear on what I was expecting was going to happen or what I wanted or whatever it might be. But yeah, I think we've kind of grown in that area. But mm -hmm. how, how do you think we've grown? Have we grown in our conflict management? I think so. Yeah. And I think too, it's a balance because I talk about how I feel all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, overly maybe. Yeah. Um, and I don't always pick the best times to do it. When yeah. do I normally want to talk about how I feel? Right, bef right before we go to sleep. Yeah. 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 It's like your time to talk about important things. And I'm, uh, yeah, I don't do well at night when uh, like my brain just needs to decompress down. Otherwise, if we're talking about things like my brain ramps up or then I'll think about it all night. So I just don't sleep well. 
So yeah. yeah. So we, we've, we've worked on that. Yeah. Because I have lots of things that I have in my brain and then I just want to just talk about all the things, blah, it out mm-hmm. and it's not concise and it's usually late at night. So then we're tired and I think emotions are almost always heightened at night. I mean, we were telling that to Lulu just the other night. Yeah. When you're tired, everything is heightened. So for me, it's just like, come on, I just really want to talk about this because I'm really feeling this way. And then you're feeling really tired. And whether it's something that we need to sift through about our own communication or even just something, most of the time, it's just something that I'm sifting through about my day or something I'm worried about. But then when I just spew all that at night and you're tired and I don't get the response that I need, mm-hmm. then that maybe brings more frustration or conflict where it wasn't even a com- about conflict at the beginning. No, so yeah. I'm really learning to be wise and discerning about when I talk about things with you because I know that you care and you're the best listener and you always give me good advice, but I need to be honoring about when I do that because then... That just helps you be able to be in the mindset to to discuss. And right before you're about to turn out your light is probably not the best. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that's another, another thing that we've learned. It's just like the timeliness of our conversations. Yeah. But I will say, I think having kids has amplified the challenge of that a little bit. Oh, for just sure. like not just how to have like deep conversations, but just spending quality time together. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my goodness, our kids are the delight of our lives and they are also like uh, exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and there it, it's it's a always being attentive time and I'm so grateful for it. There's going to be a day that we're going to look back when they're graduated from high school and we're going to be like, "I wish that they just were here with their toys and their mess and needing our help, you know. We're going to miss that." But right yeah. now, it's a unique balance. I'm sure for p- other parents listening, it's a unique balance to try to figure out how to invest in our relationship, have those conversations, have time together, go on dates, um, while also keeping care of our kids who need our help a lot. I mean, are even coming in in the middle of the night, waking us up yeah. over th- losing a stuffed animal, whatever. It's like <laughs> so hard to find time. So what do you, what do you think? Like, what have we done to try to find time to just be together that is working or maybe even some things that we need to do to improve in that area. Yeah. Um, it's hard for sure. Uh, any, any parents with kids know that that it's just really hard and kids just, uh, need a lot of attention and which is so great and it's so fun and it's such a great time right now, uh, in this season of life, but it, it can be hard sometimes. And, uh, just to, with like the late night thing, I've really tried to get better at expressing how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and and talking to you instead of just, um, you know, (laughs) where it's late at night and I walk in and I kind of like trudge in and I think like you're, you see obviously that I'm tired. Um, but maybe sometimes you don't. And, uh, so you'll talk about something and sometimes I'll just kind of shrug it off and say, (laughs) and that's kind of my way of saying like, I'm obviously tired. Why are we talking about this? Yeah. But I should maybe say that and say, I, you know, I'm, I'm really tired. Um, Can we find a time to talk about this tomorrow? Yeah. What's your schedule? Or like, like I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to start winding down for bed here in like half an hour. Um, not to say like, hey, we need to talk about this in half an hour and then our time's done. But at least do that. And that most of the time when I do that or at least say, um, you know, something like I'm, you know, I'm just kind of feeling it. I'm beat. It's been a long day. Um, that's kind of, you know, conveying like, let's let's talk about this. But 
maybe if we, uh, it might be better for both of us if we don't talk about it for two hours, Mm -hmm. um, we can talk about it, uh, and then wind down, um, which is good. But yeah, how do we, how do we schedule time? How do we, yeah, like, what do you think, what what are some things that are helpful for us to connect and maybe what are some things that we, we have area to grow? The, the 5% yeah. or and whatever. There you go. Back there. to that. Back to that. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think scheduling is part of it. Um, both of us know that uh, we we share each other's calendar. And so uh, we can see what's going on. And I, I've learned from, from, well, for both of us, that if we don't put something on the calendar, like actually last week I put on the calendar date heart emoji, heart emoji. I saw that. (laughs) And because sometimes too, I share my calendar with um, students or I just show them and I'll say, Hey, this is the month ahead we're looking at. And so I kind of want them to see a date with Carly right there. Yeah. But that's a priority. It's a priority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I put that there. Uh, And so one, yeah, we have to schedule it and we have to find time too, but you have to look ahead and you have to be intentional about that because if you're not uh, for us, at least right now, it just doesn't just happen. Um, nothing happens unless it's intentional. Yeah. So putting it on the calendar uh, is number one. And then even we had some uh, somewhat of this conversation with our girls this week and just telling them and, and telling them that we do that and say, hey, we're going to go do this. We're going to go, uh, you know, we're going to go to a concert together um, in a little bit in a few weeks. And so um, and the girls were excited and um, they said, oh, could we come? And we said, we'd love to take you to things, but we also just need time for just mom and dad. And, and I told our girls, I said, I want to keep dating mom and, and let her know that she's special. And sometimes, you know, we need to go do things, just the two of us, which mm-hmm. I think is good to show them as well too. But I think the intentionality part, uh, I don't know, is big for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that if we don't, you're right. If we don't schedule it, we don't do it. And so not that it's not because we don't want to, but then we just have so many other things that, Mm -hmm. and we do have, we wear, both of us wear lots of hats. We have lots of different work projects and creative projects that we're working on, which is really fun. But if we don't have our coffee date on the calendar, then we end up meeting with a, you meet with a client about Mm -hmm. freelance stuff where I have an obligation to write something or whatever it may be that we just don't do it. So I will, I, that, that leads me to what can we do to grow this fall? We have not been the best at it. Everyone listening. This sounds like super great. And we're really, you know, we've got our ducks in a row. Not always. So we've had other, we've had other semesters where it's been like, boom, every single Tuesday afternoon, we are having coffee, playing a game, having conversations this semester hasn't been as great, but I think, yes, moving forward, instead of setting it, here's an idea. Instead of just setting it like the week of, mm-hmm. we should just be like, every Wednesday, 1 p.m., this is our time. Then sure. it's in four weeks when like a client needs to meet with you. You already have it on the calendar that you're busy that time. And same with me. So. That's our area for growth. Let's do it. Great. I like that idea. I think that's, yeah. And we have done that in the past. Yeah. We just didn't quite uh, get on it this semester. And, uh, but we need to do that. We yeah. just need to put it in there and then work around that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was telling Lulu the other day, just after basketball, like, hey, what can you celebrate? And what's an area for growth? And mm-hmm. she was excited to celebrate, but then she was like, ah, oh, the area for growth. Like, it feels kind of discouraging and like disappointing. And then there's lots of things that she's like, just learning playing basketball, you know. So there's lots of things she wants to learn. And she's like, it's kind of overwhelming to pick one thing. I'm like, just pick one thing right now. What's 
one area you want to focus on growing in. So for us, it's like, okay, that doesn't have to be discouraging or disappointing or whatever, because we spend a lot of time together, but it's just, okay, that's our one thing we can do to like be more intentional. And I think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that for everyone listening that is married or seriously dating or engaged, having that intentional time is so crucial. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's a lot of what really connected us at the beginning was intentional conversations Mm -hmm. because we were on the phone talking all the time when we were dating long distance. There was no way that we could just like numb out and watch Netflix together and binge a show because we were apart. So how did we spend time together? We talked. And I think that that for people that are in serious relationships now, that is just so important to build in that time intentionally to talk and spend time together, not in front of a screen because screens, you may be able to sit beside by side, but it's not deepening the intimacy of your relationship. Yeah. So I think that that's just something that, that has been really crucial for us in our relationship. Yeah. I thought of three more things. Yes. Um, one is uh, part of scheduling time to have conversations, but also something that I've learned uh, and that you usually do. It's kind of, I don't know if it's your role. Maybe it should be more of my role. That should, probably should be a thing that we do is spending time having fun. Yeah. And it's usually with friends, but sometimes on our date time, we'll just go to a coffee shop and we'll play cards or we'll play Scrabble or do something uh, or ask each other questions. Um, two is saying no. We've both talked about this, that we're just... To other things. We're bad at saying no to other things. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just tackle too much. Um, or like, I, I know I'm really bad at this. I always, I'll say yes to something and then schedule it right away versus I could say yes, but then say, I can do this later. Or if I do fill out my schedule, I can say, I don't have time until later. Um, and let's see, I think, oh, what was the last one? <laughs> I said there were three. I know. <laughs> Those are good too. No. Oh, I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, the last one was, um, and you kind of alluded to this, but staying curious. When we were first dating, we were curious about all sorts of things. And I wanted to know what your favorite color was, what TV show you liked to watch in the 90s, uh, what your favorite <laughs> popsicle was, all these things. And now sometimes it can feel like, oh, we're married. We're, we're good. We're there. We, we have this like baseline level, but we shouldn't do that. I want to be, I need to push myself to be curious about why you are interested in the show you're watching or what oh, what uh, design you have in your nails this week, <laughs> which you do have pretty good conversations, but I can always be, you know, ask about those things. So just staying curious about the things that you're interested in. Uh, and, and I don't know if this is the way for, or this is the case for other people, but um, that just takes intentionality and I have to be proactive to think about those things. And by doing that, I have to be empathetic and listen to you and notice what you're doing, what you're reading and what you're up to, to, and then to remember to say, Hey, how was that meeting you had today? Or how was that coffee with a friend? How, uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling after that? Um, and just be curious about other things that you're Mm -hmm. up to in life. So, well, thank you. I think you do really a wonderful job of being curious and you really do care about what I care about. And I appreciate that. It's, it's obvious. And I try my best to care about what you care about, including basketball. I try. I appreciate your effort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I try to know who's on what team and, you, do. you know, who's been traded. Oh, no, please don't quiz me. Now I'm going to quiz <laughs> oh, you. Oh, no. What team is LeBron James on right now? The Lakers. Okay. What team is Kevin Durant on? 
the Suns. You okay? You just we asked this. I the other saw day. it on Instagram the other day. <laughs> That's right, you did. Yeah. What team does Travis Kelsey play for? Oh no! Wait. Oh, he's the Kansas City Chiefs there guy. There you go. Yeah. I you thought you one. threw me off because I thought it was basketball. It's so obvious. Yeah, it's football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You do a good job. Yeah. I try. I try. You try. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch you get excited about it because that's a fun hobby that you have is just like watching basketball and knowing all the stats and playing fantasy basketball. There so you go. it's fun it to watch be, you get excited about it. Yeah. It's, it's probably too much. I probably need to cool it a little bit. No, you don't. It's all a right. good thing to, for you to like decompress. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is my thing to decompress. Yeah. yeah to yeah. watch. We the always, NBA. we all need Love something it. like that. Yeah. Like for me, Hallmark movies. Oh, there it is. And shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just finished Wind Calls the Heart last night, and yeah. I'm desperate to talk to someone about this. So if anyone oh, yeah. is listening out there, <laughs> likes Wind Calls the Heart, I just watched the season finale, I'm having big emotions, and Mike doesn't know the show. Oh, so wow. anyone, okay. please reach out to please me on Instagram if yep. you want to talk about Wind Calls the Heart. <laughs> please do. Please DM oh quickly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about how... We have grown in our faith because mm. of our marriage or what we've learned about God through one, one another. What are your thoughts? Okay. Yeah. I just, um, I, I was writing this down the other day and, uh, um, I was, cause I'm talking to some people tomorrow, um, kind of about this and how to be thankful and what I'm thankful for. And so I listed out some people that I'm thankful for. And you are one of them Aww. that I'm very thankful for. Thanks. Uh, and I thought about how you have, um, you, you've really pushed me to grow in my faith. Uh, and in ways that you do in life, you challenge me to be better. You also challenge me to, um, to be a better leader uh, for our family, uh, to be a better dad for our girls, uh, to be more kind and compassionate to others, um, but also just with, with scripture and uh, with uh, reading passages in the Bible and thinking about what that passage uh, means and then historically what it means and what it, how it might impact things today, you've shown me and um, given me kind of a new set of lenses in looking at Scripture in a number of different ways um, through your um, your degree, NTS, and uh, through your studies as, as a pastor as well. You've really opened my eyes to looking at Scripture through different eyes of who wrote it, what was the culture like at the time? How do we uh, experience it now living in the U.S. Uh, right now at this time? And so I, a lot of those things I had never thought about. And once you think about those things, it can open your eyes to see through different lenses in a lot of different ways. So kind of like I mentioned earlier with you are so gifted at that and you're good at seeing from other people's perspectives really well. You do that with your sermons and with uh, preaching and on this podcast too. You look at scripture through other people's eyes and that is um, so kind and so compassionate. So that's mm -hmm. how you've helped me grow. Thanks. Yeah. You are always really, back to curiosity, you're always curious and you value me just getting into the weeds of scripture. Like mm -hmm. I'm down in the depths of this one word that I'm thinking about and you are curious about it and you take the time to listen. And so that really matters to me because I love the intricacies of scripture and you mm -hmm value that and have those conversations with me. I was helping in a preaching class just yesterday and I was telling my students how you help me so much in my preaching. Like you help me think of illustrations and I run things by you and you can kind of help me zoom out a little bit and think through how it's all coming together and you help me think through imagery and that's super, super helpful. But one other things that I was thinking about was our rhythm of Sabbath mm. and resting and 
you have helped me learn to stop and pause and rest and not feel like I have to make something, do something, create something, work, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I need that kind of balance in my life. And it's hard for me to just stop. And yet you you create things, you make things, you are very hard, you're a very hard worker, but yet you know a healthy way to just rest and read a book. And I think at first when we got married, I was like, whoa, you like to get up on Saturdays and just like read a book? That <laughs> felt like so foreign to me, but it's really helped me experience the love of God in rest in a way that I needed. And so now we do that as a family and our kids get excited about our Sabbath Saturdays that we have when mm-hmm. we Sabbath on Saturday can, because I am a pastor, I work on Sunday, but it's just been a real gift for all of us to learn to pause and know that the world will keep going. The world doesn't need our work 24 seven and that we are deeply loved when we are not making anything that's impactful to me and I think it will continue to be impactful to our kids so that they know their worth and their value just as they are, not when they're getting good grades or on the basketball court or whatever it may may be. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have a face palm moment together (laughs) that would be fun to share on our 14th anniversary? Something funny that we that happened to us together. Together. Funny. When uh, we were pregnant with Lulu. Um, oh, yeah. You were. Um, and I was trying to be considerate and wrangle together a group of, of friends to text and to notify that, hey, it's happening. Uh, Lulu's coming. We're going to the hospital. Here we go. This is the real deal. And so in preparation for that, um, I like downloaded an app so that I could text a group of friends and let them know that, uh, that we were, we were on our way and then they can like kind of help us with some things. And so to test that out, quote unquote, test that out, I sent this message to say, Hey, <laughs> we're on our way. Here we go. Well, I think what happened was you called the group like babies come in or something. Oh, is that what so I did? So then it sent to everyone that they were a part of that group, but it just said oh, babies right. come in. And it made it feel like the baby's coming, like yeah. it, this happening now. And so yeah. all of a sudden, like it instantly, we got so many messages and calls like, oh my word, we're so excited. And I was like, oh We're praying God. for you. Yeah. I was like, oh, don't, don't, uh, it's not yet. It's not yet. Yeah. That was a mistake. Sorry. False alarm. <laughs> false alarm. And so then I felt like the boy who cried wolf and you know, yes. when it actually did happen. I was like, okay, for real, for real, for real. It's happening. We're going. And yes. they were gracious about it. But it was uh, a bit of a face palm moment for That's us. That's funny. Yeah. Yes. Mostly yes. me, but it was. But I was us. involved. Yes. Yeah. The one I was thinking about. I mean, it's not necessarily face palming, but kind of. On our honeymoon, we were, you know, being aware of our budget. And we learned at the hotel where we were staying that there was a timeshare presentation thing. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. I haven't thought about this. Yeah. So we were like, oh, if we go to the timeshare presentation, then we can get a free luau dinner, which was like $200 They're or expensive. something. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, we're doing it. And we didn't really know what we were walking into. No idea. We're two, you know, young 20-year-olds going to this, like, fancy place. Yeah. And then we met with this guy. We still call him Jimbo. Oh, yeah, Jimbo. And yep. uh, he was so 
salesy. Oh I mean, gosh. he could be in a movie. He was the definition of a salesman. And he was oh, so unaware of our, I mean, a, a bad salesman. There's good salesmen out there. He was like yeah, the definition was, of a bad salesman. Yeah. He was so unaware of our needs and our budget and all of that. Like he was just trying to sell us these things that we would not be able to afford like no, even in our fifties or something. I mean, it was crazy. And so we just sat there like trying to hold it together, trying to make, make it through the hour long presentation just mm -hmm. to get our luau, but we did it, but Oh, it was so cringe. And I'm sure he felt like it was a waste of time for him. Cause we were like, not even, not even in the demographic to be, to be, purchasers of a timeshare nope. anyway but we made it work and uh it was super awkward but then we had a really fun time at the luau we did yep yep <laughs> oh man that's right yes that was a ton of fun yes well grateful for you happy anniversary and as we finish one word of advice for people who are married or want to have a healthy marriage someday what would you say how to close us out keep dating once you're married don't that doesn't mean you stop dating you keep dating you keep surprising and keep things fresh yeah and yeah surprise uh yeah keep the surprises coming and mm -hmm. have fun yeah. yeah yeah and i would say pray together we pray at night together most nights although yeah. the last few nights have fallen asleep early even to when calls the heart I know. Oh my gosh. Anyways, but I think it's so important to pray together and we pray every night together mostly yeah. and we take turns praying. Yeah. And I think there's something really valuable about hearing your spouse pray for you and you praying for your spouse that just creates a very tight knit relationship. Getting to hear you, Mike, like praying for me and talking to God about me is a real gift. And I think that that brings us closer together to God who will always be the source of our health in our relationships. And it brings us closer together. Yeah. It also just gives us the opportunity to know if we haven't talked about it in the day, like what is weighing heavy and, mm -hmm. and it opens us up to one another to have conversations after that as well. So I think that's a great gift. And so as our prayer prompt today, I would just encourage everyone listening to, to pray, to pray together with your spouse, or um, if you're not married, to pray um, to pray for someone in your life that is close to you. And I think that no matter what kind of relationships and friendships we are in, prayer will always be a gift to us from God and a gift to each other. Yeah. Well, Mike, thanks for doing this today. Love you. Appreciate yeah, you. Happy you anniversary. Too. Thanks for having me on. Happy 14th anniversary. Let's drink some chai. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs>